Hi, friend. Welcome back to the Summit Up podcast. I'm your host, Blake Reed Evans, and today's episode is going to be a magical one because I am being joined by Guillaume Duez. He's a general manager at Karastas and Shuyumura Art of Hair, and this is such an honor for us to be able to have someone of your level join us on the show. So thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you. And hi, everyone. Hi, Blake. I think when I hear the word prestige, sometimes it can be equated to old. And that's not always the case, because I know that to be true about prestige summit salons, and I know that about prestige brands. So like, what does it mean exactly to like be a prestige? That's a that that's a good question. I, I get your point on you know maybe thinking about the prestige, the, the old world. But if you go back about what prestige stands for, it's really respect. It's admiration for something or someone that's based on on the perception of quality. And I and I think the um, part of it can be legacy. You know, I think if you're a prestige brand, then you have to continue to to be a prestige brand. You have to continue to live up to your standards. To your point, I think in the case of, of Kerastas and Shuemura, we look at ourselves as brands who are professional, before all. We are also luxury, which is yet another level. And, and ultimately, providing the best possible care to all the customers and, and partners. And when it comes to like a prestige brand, how does it get separated differently from some of the other brands because you know even just within l'oreal with the professional products division there's you know there's so many amazing brands outside of the fact of the consumer products division i I think going back to uh and you pointed it out you know we're part of the professional products division for l'oreal which you know some brands have uh, over 100 years old Uh, some uh, some brands are newer in the case of of shuemura some brands come from different geographical like their birthplace, if you think about the Redken, if you think about Matrix, who are American brands, and in the case of Kerastas and L'Oréal Professionnel, but let's focus on Kerastas, those are French brands. So what, what really sets them apart is their all uniqueness, what they, they stand for. It will go back to uh, the products, the textures, the galenics, the, the philosophy of each brand. Uh, you know, I, I didn't always work for, uh, for Kerastas and Shuemura. Uh, as a matter of fact, I worked for Matrix. I also worked for Redken. So w- what sets us apart in our case, it's, I think, our equity, it's our ingredients, the, the philosophy behind, uh, behind Kerastas is very interesting. I'm not sure if you know that, but Kerastas is a brand that was created in the 60s in France. And it's actually the brand that invented retails for salons. If you think about what was going on, the swinging 60s, uh, mod, uh, going to the hairdresser just to get your head done. But that was pretty much the moment you go to your hairdresser is when you have your service done, when you have the routine. And Kerastas was created on the fact that how can we enhance the profession of hairdressing? How can we create more value for the consumer beyond the service as well as for the salon? And that's how retail was born. And the first retail shampoo was created by Kerastas, I believe in 1966. Uh, Then a few years later, created the mask. And it's always been at the forefront of innovation. So I spoke about legacy earlier, but it's about the prestige is yeah, always be at the forefront. You know, you cannot sleep on your laurels. You also have to always have to think what's going to be the next trend, what's going to be the next ingredient, what's going to be uh, the, the next uh, game-changing service for, uh, for salons and for clients. 
I I knew a little bit about the history of Kerastase, but literally today that we're recording this episode, we had a class from Kerastase in our salon company, and it was just like a nice refresh. We hadn't had a Kerastase class since before the pandemic, and it was incredible to hear how many points in history and like innovative products that Kerastase has brought to our industry. Like even um, you mentioned it before, but also it's like serums weren't a thing until Kerastase did it first. Uh, And I think that's amazing. Like it's cool to hear the history because it's easy to forget that part of, of a brand's history considering it's been, you know, 60 years. So, um, so I was learning today that there's, you know, just around um, 3,000 Kerasas salons and just under about 500 Shiyomura salons. Like, what does it take first to be a Kerasas salon? Like, what kind of salon are you looking for? And then we'll talk about um, Shiyomura after that. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so so first of all, we see ourselves, as, a, as I mentioned, as a luxury hair care brand. So we want to make sure that the our salon partners will thrive working with us. Today, it's less about the size. It's less about, it's less about the audience. It's less about where you're located. It's about, you know, how can we work together? How can we make that relationship work? And, and then also for them, where do we fit within uh, their own product and retail culture? Uh, one of the things that uh, has been taught at Summit is also having the ability to have a tiered offer of products. So I think, do you have the clientele? Uh, it's true that, you know, there's a premium to some of the prestige brand, but oftentimes it's not about price. It's about value. Yeah. I mean, I know that for like our salon company, when we opened our second location, we were moving into an area that had a higher average income in the area. And we were a little nervous about changing the prices between one location and the other. And the main reason was because we were going to have people that went that worked at both locations. So with that said, we kind of looked at what um, the professional products division had to offer us in terms of being able to add prestige, add luxury to our salon company. And Kerasas was like the absolute perfect fit because it gave a point of difference, one, for that location, but two, for us in the area, because Kerasas is not in every single salon on the block. We've now had it at that location for nine years, um, and it's been doing really amazing. It, it has definitely given us that, that point of difference, and that didn't even mean we had to raise our prices on services to give the sense of luxury. I mean, we have people that seek us out just because we carry Kerastase. You know, they're like, oh, well, you're so long. I like be- because of the brand. And um, I saw that the brand has garnered over 2 million followers on Instagram, yeah. which is just amazing, particularly for a brand that's mostly focused on the professional, you know, and I think that's just incredible. And like the partnership with Emily Ratajkowski, I saw like has been ongoing for years. And, you know, I just think that the brand has done such a good job at staying like, relevant and you know elevated but attainable thank you that that's a partnership with our teams who are based in paris who do the development and work very hard on on the brand and you know having a social first mindset and approach for us to connect with our audience because we have one global instagram so so that's choice of the brand and the u.s since one of the most represented and engaged. And we see that also with, with our salons, with our customers. And what's also really unique, first of all, when you think about the size, but also the level of interaction is, you know, we are a care brand, right? So not we're not a color brand. We don't offer the service, which, you know, like th- that oftentimes you see a lot of those communities being built up. So uh, the fact that people want to talk about their hair care, they want to talk about their hair products, means that we're doing something right and we're super happy about it. And 
with Kerasas, I think one of the most iconic things that Kerasas has to offer is the Fusiodos. Like, how does a treatment culture change the game for a salon? It's day and night. Fusiodos, by the way, just celebrated its 10th year's anniversary earlier in 2022, and we're able now to bring it with even more actives, even higher concentration, even more consumer forward-facing claims and benefits. But what it does, it it just takes the salon to to, to another level. I, I think, especially if you think about the, the evolution of uh, of the retail world, the consumer trends. I think what's really unique in the case of, of Fusiodos is something that you can only get at a salon. For, for people who are listening and don't know what a fusiodose uh, treatment is, it's a, it's a custom blender treatment by your hairdresser that's done right on the moment in front of you that's going to be applied uh, at the backwash and uh, ultimately who's going to provide, that's our promise, instant uh, hair transformation while answering two of uh, your main concerns or, in other words, give you the up to two or more benefits that you want. So you can say, well... My hair is a little bit dry, and at the same time, I want to add shine. So we're going to be able to, uh, to customize uh, something for you, or whether your main concern is uh, color care, and you also want to add nourishment. So, so I think it's really unique from that perspective. The transformational aspect is also big and has been enhanced with everything that we see on, you know, whether it's TikTok, or whether it's Instagram, or on Facebook, because you, you can see the difference uh, uh, really. On, on top of it, it's the fact that it's blended right in front of you. It's applied. It also creates a, an, an additional dynamic and just gives value to the service. You know, if you're able to sit down with anybody who comes into your salon, have a hair consultation, there's nothing stronger than that. It's what do you want to achieve today? And in six months when I change my hair color or maybe the weather has affected it, maybe my needs have changed. So having that consultation, having the ability to have this treatment is something key. Uh, for the consumers, it's instant gratification. We also see that in salons who have Fusiodos, Fusiodos presence, the, the link from service to retail is also stronger. And for your stylist, depending on whether you're in a commission-based model or in boost rental, then it's additional and extra revenue for your staff, your stylist, and depending on, you know, how you compensate the different services. Yeah. And we've just to add even more validation to it, like in our company, we saw such a big change around treatments within our organization where one is just the fusiodoses are displayed beautifully so it just adds color to the salon but the link between people getting treatments to buying retail is like unreal sales can just we can pull the report people who get fusiodoses buy product and it's because it's instant gratification like oh my god that feels good and it's like great if you want your hair to also feel like that at home here's a product that matches up with that and by the way you can get this treatment done every time you come to the salon so it creates this you know wheel of them getting the treatment every time and then you know buying retail whenever that they're ready for it and I think just to add on that, uh, the ability to rebook, uh, making sure that you get this incremental visit each time. But the link to retail is interesting because the one thing we also are very much is we're a prescriptive brand. Uh, Kerastase um, has been built on this, what is my hair need? And then what is the routine that's going to help it best? And in everything that we do, the diagnostic and the hairdresser, the salon, they're at the core because who knows best than your salon what you need or what's best for your hair. And, and you'd be surprised to see even some of the younger, the younger clientele today who's they're going to go through a double process or they're going to go through, a, you know, they want to have a platinum hair, titanium hair. You have to take care of it. And, you know, if you start from a dark basis, 
it's a significant investment. So I think that that's also, you know, taking care of your hair, taking care of, of your look. That's where your hairdresser can help you the best. I think we have a really good understanding of Kerastas. I would love for us to jump into uh, Shuyimura. Can you just tell us about the brand history? What does the art of hair yeah. mean? Um, I love Shuemura. I, I think it's the essence of luxury. It's really the finest, the rarest ingredients encapsulated in, in beautiful galenics and formula. So the brand originated in, in Japan after Mr. Shuemura, who was a famous Japanese makeup artist who had gone and installed himself in the US. Uh, you know, it started with a whole like Hollywood glamour. I think for him, every work and everything that he did was deemed a work of art. So if you think about about hair and the way it's elevated and, and what's unique about the Japanese culture is their ability to take something and really dissect it, reproduce it to the point that it's the most elevated. I'll tell you something, as you could probably guess by, uh, by my accent, I'm, I'm French, but some of the best croissants I've ever had are in Tokyo. You know why? It's before opening a bakery, they're going to come to France and they're going to study and they're going to redo it until it's perfect. So it's the, it's the sense of detail, the sense of luxury. And in, in the case of Chouemoa, you see that in, in the packaging, you see that in the visuals, you see that in the ingredients, you see that in the storytelling. You know, in, in, in Chouemoa, we don't talk about care we talk about like rituals. So a, a Shuemura salon, you know, you have this idea of even more pampering, even more think about like, you know, the best scalp massage you'll have at the backwash. And, and I think the salons who, whom we partner with are the ones also who can offer best and the finest experience to their guests. We're happy then to, to, to help the consumers take a little bit of that home with our retail range. And what do you feel like it separates a salon that would carry Shuemura? From, from like carrying any other. So, so what would separate a salon that carries Shuyamura from just like carrying any other prestige brands? Because that number is just so much smaller and more exclusive than even some of the other prestige brands we have within. No, I, yeah, I, you know, for me, the number of salons we're in is not necessarily something to specifically focus. It's true that uh, when uh, when we established the brand, when they first came in into the US, uh, and, and also something that uh, to give you a little bit context of how we organize, uh, which is important as well, is we have a direct sales force. So, you know, we're not through a, with a distributor. So it's our team and who are our artistic team, our education teams. Because the one thing that, uh, um, I mean, you mentioned it, I didn't yet, but it's really about what comes in with a partnership with our brand is uh, the education. And I think in this case, we really uh, second to none in what we can offer, education about the product, education about the ingredients, education about the different services that you can do. So for Shumura, I think it means to have uh, also the staff. And in this case, you know, in this case, based on, on, on the positioning of the brand, I think it's great if, uh, if it can either complement uh, another brand as the highest tier or be uh, your, uh, your brand of, of retail. What I'll tell you is today, the Shuemura salons are mostly by coastal. So we see a lot on the East Coast. We see a lot in LA concentrated around a bigger city, but it's not about the city. I think what, that's what I love very much about, uh, about the US and, and, and the US salon industries. You have beautiful, you have amazing salons uh, everywhere. When it comes to, you mentioned like the rarest ingredients, like what kind of innovations does Shuemura have in terms of its hair care? 
Yeah, so it's a good question. I'll give you an example. For instance, last year, a lot of focus of, of, of Shuemura was on a new treatment product that's called the Izumitonic that was based on, on rice water. And, uh, you know, that was inspired from the Japanese onsen. Um, another range, Yubi Blonde, for instance, is, is uh, as its name says, it's, uh, it's, it's for blonding. But what's unique about it, it's the highest concentration, in this case, of, of purple dyes and blue pigments in a bottle that's been uniquely uh, designed and patented by Japan. You know, there's a culture of pigment, of garments, there's a, of jeans, you know, like the Japanese jeans, the indigo. So it's the ability to take something and take it to the next level. Uh, and then again, put that back in a, into a product, same into a concentration of some of the ingredients in some of our key ranges, like uh, urban moisture. So that's really yeah, what, what sets it apart. And of course, then... Uh, one of our star ranges is our, our oils, which are very delicate and yet very nourishing and very unique to shoe. I, I, yeah, I, I love to hear that. And it's so funny because today one of our team members were like, can we add shoe to our salon? And I was like, oh, let's have a conversation. You know, we haven't added it yet, but I was like, if you're up for it, then yeah, let's, it, we're never going to turn down an opportunity for us to be able to grow. So if a salon that's listening now is like, you know, I don't have Kerastas, I do not have Shuyamura in my salon company, how do they figure out how they can get in touch to see if they're able to partner with the brands? No, so absolutely. Thanks for asking. I, I, I think, as I said, we're always looking at the next generations of salons who can embark on the, with us on that adventure. Uh, so we, we have our team who's dedicated to each has its own uh, geographical. But one, one good way to start, if you don't have a contact directly with us or with our brand, could uh, through our website, we have a career section and, 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 you know, we carefully go through and we contact every one of, of the different salons. And, you know, if for some reason the salon today is not ready, doesn't mean he cannot be tomorrow. Or if you do have contact with other sister brands or cousin brands, I'm sure they'll figure out and put you in a relationship with us. And the last is through our social channels. You can reach out to us, but the website will be a great place to start for Kerastas as well as Shuemura. I want to shift gears a little bit because I, as I was doing research for this episode, I of course Googled you and came across your LinkedIn and You've probably, I mean, I've been around L'Oreal my entire career, and from what my understanding, you probably have the quickest ascension within the L'Oreal brands that I've ever seen. And it, just even doing research, it's, it's just amazing to see, not that age has everything to do with it, but to see a young person in such a high role that you have. I think it's incredible. So, like, you started you know, really not that long ago, you were an intern at marketing at L'Oreal, you know, in 2004. Yeah. And now you're sitting here before us as the general manager of a brand. How did all that happen? I would love to dive into that. No, well, the thanks for for the compliment and, and looking into that. I think uh, it's about it's about drive. It's about, you know, being curious. Uh, what I'll tell you is oftentimes who are uh, people I mentor within my team or my conversation when they want career advice uh, uh, or sometimes are looking for the next step is very much about, okay, well, I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to do. So how do I get to the next level? And I think maybe, you know, the starting point is, is that how can you actually do more than what you're supposed to do? But for that, it's about being curious, being also very clear on what you need to do. Because, you know, the drawback of that advice is you start doing stuff that you're not supposed to do and you don't do what you're supposed to do, then it doesn't work anymore. But no, but I think uh, always being consumer centric, you know, put yourself in the shoes uh, of the consumers, in the shoes of the stylist. 
I've been lucky that throughout my career, I also had great mentors, great role models. I came to the United States in, in 2010, and I didn't transfer from, from L'Oreal in France. So I was an intern in 2004, then I went and did something else. And at the time, uh, me and my girlfriend, who's uh, my, my wife today, the mother of, of my daughter, uh, we said, oh, let's go to the U.S., let's have an experience. We'll get to speak English better, and we'll stay there a couple of years, and it's been 15 years. And I've always been, since I worked in the U.S., in the professional product industry. And for me, it's one of the best industries to be because it's where there's the best people. So if in any shape or form, I can contribute to that. And I was able to do that in different capacity. I worked first in product development for Matrix, which, you know, was a unique brand. I remember me coming off from France in the US, still, you know, figuring it out, culture. I remember going to Palm Springs for a Matrix Imagination with almost two southern hairdressers and I was like wow like you know you can imagine you know, the emotion and 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 the connection out there uh, then I was lucky to move to Redken where I headed the hair color department for a couple of years and at the time we also worked on great innovation with uh, Shane Wolf his team and and same so now you know I mentioned two southern hairdressers for imagination in Palm Springs now we're talking Las Vegas 10,000 hairdresser. And I don't know if you've ever been to a Red Camp Symposium, but again, like the energy that's there, the, the people, the culture, and because it's about the people. I think to be a, a successful hairdresser, more than your craft, I think it's your ability to connect with your consumers as a human and be there for them. You know, it's one of the only professions where you have this constant contact. And, and, you know, from our perspective, from a marketing perspective, how can we help you do that? Whether it's through products, whether it's through education. And at the end of the day, you know, the consumer, I'll tell you something that over the years, I've always worked very closely with hairdressers. And I always tell to all my marketing teams, when, whenever they come up with an idea, whenever they come up with a concept, they say, have you spoken to hairdressers? If not, it's not even, you know, what do they think about it? And that's super important. I've always had in, in my team hairdressers. And, you know, sometimes, you know, we had, we had very successful profiles coming in and talent, you know, coming straight from a salon into the corporate world. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, everyone listening knows how amazing the beauty industry is, but I think it's cool, too, that you do have, like, hairdressers on your team straight from the salon and that, your career as a stylist doesn't always mean it has to begin and end in a salon. Uh, you can take it in so many different directions. And I mean, I just, I, again, I'm just so impressed with how, how you've been able to make this amazing career. And I think that it's rare to be able to do that so fast. So what do you feel like is next for you in your career? It's a, it's a, it's a good question. You mentioned that earlier about you know, how much change is going on and having the ability to understand that, the, the digitalization of our world, even as a product developer, as a marketer, as a general manager, because, you know, a lot of my work today is, is to make sure the people around me can do their job, they can be successful. So it's uh, understanding, you know, what's out there, understanding what drives them, how they want to connect. And I think, and I'm sure that's a transformation as well that's going on uh, in the salon world, the ability to recruit and groom the future talent of, of tomorrow. And, and, and I think once, you know, you reach a general management position or like leadership position is it very much becomes about your team more than it is about you. So, you know, I cannot be successful today if the people who work alongside or around me are not successful. And, and you know, the beauty of, a, of an organization like, like L'Oréal is, it's, first of all, it's global. 
There's a lot of, of beautiful, amazing brands. And, uh, and if you, you know, can contribute to the success, they'll contribute to your own success. And uh, whether it's uh, in the U.S., in another part of the world, but uh, there's still many things to achieve. That's, that's incredible. Um, well, I just want to recognize the brands, Carousel Shimura, for the contributions that they've made to our industry and recognize you for everything that you're doing for our industry. Because I think that, you know, brands like Carousel and Shimura are, are really elevating the industry and keeping them at a place of luxury and, and a place of prestige. And then just, you know, for you leading both of those brands and being able to, you know, keep that going, I think is incredible. Thank you. And, and, and thank you for what you do, which is putting the spotlight on the industry. You know, I think, the, as I said, the brands, the products, the teams, the vehicle to service the industry. So by bringing awareness, and, you know, I've listened to, to the podcast and some of the teams, I think they're very relevant. And, and, and I'm sure, you know, your connection with the audience and they see the value on that. So thank you to you. And our very last question is, what does happiness mean to you? <laughs> that, that's a good question. You know, for me, let me think about it for a second. Happiness, I will link that to a state of mind or, or maybe a state of being. Uh, you know, if I think about happiness is the ability to close my eyes and, you know, I have that feeling that uh, I'm fulfilled. In my case, it comes from my interactions with, uh, with others and, uh, you know, uh, my family. It, uh, you know, we talked a lot about work, but I think it's all about finding that right, uh, that right balance and what's, uh, what's worked for you. Having the ability to have that, uh, that connection because at the end of the day, that's what it's about. And, you know, I have a three-year-old daughter. And uh, so to, today, you know, together with my wife, they make me happy being together, uh, being with them, seeing them grow, seeing develop. Passing on, you know, the little knowledge that I have, the education that I can give, and, and uh, it's about fulfillment. Sum It Up is produced by Andrew Moraskin. The executive editor is Tim Fisk, and I'm Blake Reed Evans. Now, if you like what you heard, the best way to show your support is to share this podcast with a friend or a coworker. We would be honored if you left a rating and review for us on Apple Podcasts. And if you're a Spotify user, you can rate us on there too. As always, you can always follow Summit on Instagram and TikTok at Summit Salon. You and I can connect on Instagram and TikTok as well at Blake Reed Evans. My DMs are always open. Be well, friend, and we'll talk soon.